Welcome to the Mom Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya T. Morris. At Mom Your Business, our mission is simply to help mompreneurs turn obstacles into opportunities by connecting them to resources that lead to success in business and in life. Today, I'm so excited to share with you our live podcast interview that we did with Yolanda Kills Walker of Business Babes. She's an amazing entrepreneur with a great story. Um, so sit back, relax, be sure to subscribe to the podcast via Google Play, Apple Music, anywhere that you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Mom Your Business as well as Facebook at Mom Your Business. Check us out on our website, momyourbusiness.com, where you learn about all the amazing things that I do as a speaker and author, as well as momyourbusiness.org. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the show. I'm so excited to have Yolanda here because she's another one with an amazing, amazing story. Um, she was on a panel discussion that I attended at the Comcast Center probably about two years ago. I'm thinking maybe even longer than longer <laughs> than that because I was in my girlification phase then. So, you know, you know when you're you know when you're a serial entrepreneur. Right, you have these different phases of business. So I was in my T-shirt phase yep. <laughs> when I first met when I first met Yolanda, um, and so I just want to read her bio really quickly, and then we're going to have a a couple questions. Yolanda Keels Walker is an author and serial entrepreneur with a neck a knack for networking with other business babes. Yolanda began her career with the Central Intelligence Agency after graduating from Hampton University with a BS in business management. In 2010, Yolanda got married, liquidated all of her assets, and moved to Philadelphia to start a family and pursue her first successful business, the Weave Bar Hair Salon. Two years, two locations, and 20 employees later, Yolanda walked away from her first business baby as a result of a very messy divorce. She rebranded her previous interests and to Sweet Extension Salon in order to build a company that reflected her values and commitment to service. So please welcome to the show, Yolanda Kills Walker. (laughs) Walker, thank you. Thank you. So thank you so much, Yolanda, for being on the show. So my first question is, is when you relocated to Philly, (laughs) what were your expectations and your goals? Gosh. Um, So I'm originally from Virginia, and if you are um, not from up north, it can be a shock to you. So I think I'm still getting used to Philadelphia <laughs> at times, the people, the culture, um, just the way of life. So it was absolutely um, a culture change for me. I remember um, down south we speak. So. <laughs> If I see you walking, I'm going to speak to you. Um, if we go, you know, if I see you opening a door for me or something like that, I'm going to speak to you and acknowledge your existence. Um, so here, I've learned that that yeah, very different. Um, so here, that's called being Joe, or um, you know, it, it's an advance towards young men. If you speak to them, then they think, oh, you must like me. No, I was acknowledging your existence. That. Um, so, you know, there were just lots of things that I had to adapt to. Um, and that was just a very transitional point in my life because I was giving up my amazing job. Um, I had two children under two. 
Um, and I moved to Philadelphia literally a week after having um, my second C-section. So for those of you that know anything about C-sections, you, it's supposed to be six weeks, don't move, <laughs> no steps, no any of that. Um, and so, you know, I relocated from my home and my friends and all of those things up here to really kind of like live out those entrepreneurial dreams. Yeah, you know, um, these, these young girls today that have C-collections, they go out two, three days later. My mother threatened me if yeah. I was having to go downstairs. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it was a lot. It was, it was a lot different. And so you come up here, mm -hmm. you've totally recreated. You've got these two little people. Mm -hmm. And what happens? In, in addition to the culture shock. <laughs> um, so I work with a lot of women in business. I'm not one of those women that's like, hey, quit your job tomorrow and go live your dreams. I actually saved for a year before um, relocating and doing a lot of those things. And so when I made that move, I'm a strategist, and so I was down to the week. Like, okay, I'm going to have this baby. I'll give myself two weeks, and then after that, like, we're going to open up the doors and we're ready. Um, and so while I was resting, I'm with my laptop, I'm nursing, I'm doing all of these things. Um, and I'm like, okay, it's game time, you know, let's go. Um, and so what that looked like for me, I had a makeshift nursery in the back of the salon. The first one I had is actually in West Philadelphia, right off of 52nd street. Mm -hmm. And so I bought, you know, like this, um, um, one of the top of the line strollers that converted into a bassinet. Um, I had my baby in there. I put um, the cloth over her and I'm nursing and checking out clients and, you know, doing a lot of that. Um, I will say that I am not a stylist to this day. I still can't braid. Um, I can't curl my own hair. The, those are not my gifts. I stay in my lane. Um, and so it was troubling for a lot of people to, you know, kind of sign up and join my mission because they really couldn't see it at that point in time. You know, so, it's, it's, it was hard for them to say, like, okay, you want us to not only do weaves at $50, but then also, you know, kind of like be led by you. Um, and so that took a lot. Um, I remember some of the other business owners in the area giving me, you know, oh, I give you a month. Like, you're going to be out of business, you know, all of these different things. Um, and saying that to my face, down south, you know, we have a little bit more class. They might say it behind <laughs> my back. But the fact that somebody said it to my face and I'm holding my baby and it's just like, okay, how, how do you react in these moments? So I was pissed, um, but I, I let him, you know, okay, sure, keep it moving. Um, and so it was a lot of leadership and growth on my behalf um, in terms of learning how to rally people behind my mission in terms of teaching them like my system, like, yes, this says $50, but that's not our average sale. Um, that's to get people in the door. And these are the things that you're going to do from a business perspective in upsell. order to kind of grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, when you're dealing with people that um, have never, ever worked with that type of method that were unfamiliar with it, it was it was very tough. It was very tough. And so what was the attraction or what was the motivation for hair care for you? If, you, if you're not, you know, because I know a lot of stylists mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and all of them been doing hair since they was five mm -hmm. and six years old. What was, the, what was the attraction for you? What was it about the industry? So like you, um, that was probably my third business idea. <laughs> I, um, I had started out doing pup pastries and I was going to do these all natural puppy treats. And um, I didn't own a dog. Uh, I was not a pet person. <laughs> I was not a pet person. And I remember, you know, going out to these fairs on the weekends and then clients, you know, coming back two days after, like the, the treats are molding. And I'm like, oh, what do I do? Um, so I wasn't in love with that idea. I was consulting and doing some other things. 
Um, and so I remember at the time I was in DC and I had my first daughter and um, I'm at, you know, like management level. And um, I just wanted to go get my hair done. So um, I was living in Reston, which is Northern Virginia. But mm-hmm. if anybody knows anything about DC traffic, yes, it's rough. So I just wanted to go get a Dominican blowout, go home, see my baby, call it a day. I didn't get home that day until 1030 and she was already in bed. And I felt like the worst mother on earth. I had missed a whole day out of my child's life. You know, I'm a new mom at this point, so everything hurts. Yeah. The second baby, it's like, okay, she'll be okay. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> First baby, it's like, girl, like somebody's going to call. You know, the people on you, you haven't seen your child. You're just an awful mother. So I felt horrible. So I remember reading um, a magazine. It was in ink. And I was reading about um, the blow bar or the dry bar. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is such an amazing concept. It would be so cool if, like, a black person did this, you know, for weaves because, like, we love our weaves. Um, And it didn't sink in. Mm -hmm. And so I had a couple of those, you know, other just bad experiences at hair salons. And I was like, you know what? Um, Hair salons are very niche-based businesses. So niche-based businesses tend to do well. They're recession-proof because we don't care what's going on. Like, black women, we're going to pay for our beauty. Like, we're going to look good. Um, And so I said, okay, how how do I put my spin on this? And so I took everything that I did not like about my experience and I said, okay, these are the things that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start at this price point and it's a la carte. You know, you want more, you pay more. Um, I want to get you out within two to three hours because I was tired of spending all day in the hair salon. I wanted, you know, eight to 10, eight to 15 chairs because I need this to be able to scale to, you know, over $600,000 because that's the type of life that I wanna live. Um, you know, and all of those little things. And, um, and so I literally sat at my nine to five do some work for them, do some work for me, do some work for them, do some work for me, and, you know, and build out my business plan. And I had, um, you know, all of these different if-then scenarios. If I don't make this, then, you know, what bloggers do I reach out to? If, you know, I can't do this, then how do I do this? If I run out of money, you know, at six months, then what are all these things? Like every situation that I could be in, I thought of while, you know, I was on my nine to five. Mm, Awesome. Yeah. 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 That's good. So, what has been your biggest what has been your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it so i'm smart right you know, you know when you're smart and you're very intelligent but there were a lot of moments in my life where i was not a smart woman yeah. And um, I just remember watching Susie Orman. Susie Orman used to have a show, I think it was on MSNBC or something like that. It was late night and it was like, you know, she would tell you whether or not you could afford something and talk to you about all of the financial things that you do. And so I just remember like staying up with my girlfriends watching that show, you know, can we afford this? Yes, okay, you know, yes or no, yes or no. And I remember the advice that she gave to women. It was, you know, had three months saved because she had gone through a treacherous divorce and all these things. And like most women, it's just like, girl, that's your man, that's not my man, he loves me, it's never ever gonna happen to me until it does, you know? And so a lot of decisions that I made, I made from the heart and not from the brain when I knew better. Mm. And I did not protect myself. Um, I like failed to do just a lot of the fundamental things that I should have done. 
And I feel like, you know, I, like, there was a crutch on all of these things. Oh, well, you know, I'm married, so, you know, I have to deal with some things sometimes. You know, as a wife, you just have to deal with these things. And, you know, I'm citing the Bible and doing all of this. But, you know, it's kind of hard in a marriage if you're doing one thing and then the partner's doing another and you're not on the same page. But, you know, um, I, I use that as a crutch, and it was not, you know, always in my best interest. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, too, financially, um, just not having a savings or something else to fall back on um, and just be smart and be in a position where, like, okay, well, if I need to leave tomorrow, like, I know I can and I know I'll be okay. Um, heaven forbid all of my assets, you know, just up and disappear or whatever else. Like, you know, what do you do? So those things I didn't think about because a lot of times you want to give people the benefit of the doubt or you want to think, oh, that'll never happen to me. And you don't prepare. You don't do the things that you know that you should do um, as a woman. And so even though, you know, I always like to say, like, I know I'm smart um, and I know, you know, but there were a lot of things that like I was not smart about and that, you know, hindsight is always 2020 um, that I would just do differently in order to protect myself. And so your husband, ex-husband, ex was you. part of your business, mm -hmm. was part of your business. And so it was, how, talk to me about the rebranding after the divorce. How did you, what were your steps? Because you said you're a strategy mm -hmm. person, mm -hmm. planning. What were your steps of rebranding after your divorce and the division of assets and, mm -hmm. and then whole piece? So I'll say, you know, as women, sometimes we're emotional people. And, you know, I was one of those, like, I had great success with my career, great success with this business. So I was like, you know what? I'm a Palatina Turner. Like, I don't even want your name. I'm just going to go out here, do my thing here. Um, and it's kind of hard when you are, um, when you have that mindset and then you also have, you know, two children under a certain age, you have bills, you have other things, and you're in a space where, you know, your family's not close, um, your close friends aren't there, and the people that support you um, are kind of fly-by-night. Mm -hmm. So what I found was that a lot of people, you know, like, they support you in certain times, but, you know, they always go to the person that can either help them, has more money, you know, do all of those things. So you really find out in those moments, like, who's really down for you. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I learned just a lot about human nature um, and about, you know, just a lot of that. Um, and so for me, um, I wanted to start fresh. I knew that, um, well, I'll say this too. A lot of times we think that, you know, the law will be on our side because somebody said something or did something or, you know, all of these things. But if you've ever had a bad business relationship, um, it absolutely amplifies if, you know, you're in a marriage with someone or in a relationship and all of these things. And just because they say like, oh yeah, you know, this is your business, you can have it. I know that, you know, you liquidated your 401k and all of these things um, in order to get this, like there's, they can still be entitled to it. And, you know, when things hit the fan, you know, they may or may not do those things. And so you have to put things um, in a writing up front um, just in order to protect yourself. So if that looks like a prenup, a postnup, a um, if it looks like <laughs> if it looks like um, a uh, what do you call the agreement? Like a partnership, partnership agreement, agreement. Uh -huh, mm -hmm. or any of those things, do that. I don't yeah. care if it's your mom, your cousin, you know, your sister, whomever, because things get crazy. A lot of us have stories of family members, you know, who've passed away and then the family's fighting over the house and all of these different things. Like you would really be surprised at the motives of you know, other people. And so while you're on good terms, just get it written down. Um, 
But so I would say, you know, I just wanted to just change things yeah. um, up because I wanted to start fresh. And that was something that hurt me so deeply because, you know, it was like a business baby. That was the first successful thing that I had done. Yeah. Everybody kind of, you know, knew me um, from that. The way that things ended, um, it was really one of those things where I had to be uncomfortable. I had to get comfortable with, you know, feeling misunderstood and, you know, having people be upset with me and not really being able to explain certain things. Um, and, you know, just being in a, in a space where, you know, I was judged a lot. Mm -hmm. So when I changed um, the name of my salon in Germantown on the same block, um, there's another, you know, weave bar. And so um, a lot of people were like, well, you know, Yolanda, why would you make that move? And it's kind of like I didn't, you know, my ex put that there. And so then they're asking all these questions. Well, why would he put a salon like on the same block as your salon? That's a question that you need to ask him, you know. And so just like having to go to, you know, uh, my <laughs> go to the salon every day, you know, walking past that, answering all these questions, people saying, okay, well, you must have done something because no man's going to do something like that. You know, having to just be able to hold my head high yeah. um, in the midst of all of that was difficult. Um, there were a lot of things that, you know, kind of happened because um, street rules and business rules are completely different. So there are a lot of things when people when people try to run you out of business and do certain things, you know, it, just, it gets crazy. Um, but I just had to like really, really like number one, trust God. Number two, talk to him often because it was it was it was kind of stressful on some days. Um, and then three, just remember who I was and remember like, OK, Yolanda, it's not always going to be like this. Like, you know, God knows your heart. He knows the things that you're trying to do. Um, and it just really put me in a different headspace um, in terms of like spirituality yeah. um, and just hunkering down and having really, really good people around me. Yeah. It's so important what you said relative to the agreement piece, right? Mm -hmm. Because I remember when um, when we started the t-shirt company and we and I really thought I was doing something with this partnership agreement. Yep. But what I realized was it's a, somebody told me after the fact mm -hmm. that it should be 5149. Yes. Right? Because having it being 50-50 right. doesn't give anybody any power. And so to this day, the business partner refuses. Yep to sign the dissolution, to, to dissolve the partnership. Right. To this day, she refuses right. to sign it. Right. So it's just like, you know, so we're just gonna stay in this crazy space yes. because it was 50-50 yep. instead of somebody having 5149. Yep. And so it's so important to have those business partnership agreements in place because you just never ever know what's gonna happen and you have to protect your investment. You do. You know, you have yep. to protect your investment. So. Um, how did you begin, um, we're going to talk about business babes in a minute, but how did you begin after you made that transition and rebranded, mm -hmm. um, how did you begin to measure what type of measurements and benchmarks did you put in place for your success? Um, so it's changed over time okay. because everything that initially I thought I wanted, like I thought I wanted to be, you know, like a household name. Well, you know, if you own a salon, if you've worked with um, some of the stylists that are coming out of hair school nowadays and just managing some of the young people, um, it's rough. And so I decided, you know, that I don't really like to do a lot of that. Um, and, you know, with um, kind of just exploring different things um, and, you know, with different people coming to me, um, I always knew that I wanted to have multiple businesses and kind of be true to myself. And so I had to learn what being good to Yolanda felt like because like um, 
Yep, like Davida was saying earlier, you know, we are our own worst critics. Yep. And I absolutely beat myself up for, you know, that failed relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, well, Yolanda, you're so smart. You should have known better. <laughs> you know, you should have done all of these different things. You know, how could you? Um, you know, you should have fought a little bit longer. You should have done these things. Um, and so it took me a really long time to get over that negative head talk yeah. and to yeah. say, okay, so. We recently relaunched our membership, um, which is like super amazing. Um, and I'll tell you, one of the major components, um, because isolation is real. And when we do go through things, um, I know we talked about being in hiding earlier. Um, but when we do go through things, we do tend to retreat. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, you know, just have my Yala moment. Like, girl, we either going to fix this or you just going to be, you know, a victim for the rest of your life. Um And so I reached out to women that I knew I needed to help me. So one of them was Alicia Kinchlow, who is an amazing attorney. Mm. Um, And I still talk to her weekly about, you know, just different things. Um, But she absolutely helped me get my um, business affairs um, together from a legal aspect. Uh, Marquita Ishan, who's a CPA, uh, one of my friends that absolutely helped me get my money together um, in taxes and budgeting and all of that. Um, Tiffany Gillespie, who um, is an amazing, she's a business coach, mm-hmm. but she also can pray yes, for I'm any and everybody. So I'm like, look, pray. Tiff. Um, so she's prayed me through many, many, many different mm-hmm. situations. I mean, it's just been a sounding board for, you know, me when I have a lot of head noise. Um, and then Genesis Dorsey, who is like amazing with design work. And so I went to them and I said, hey, you know, I have this thing called Business Babes. I really want to be a resource for other women. Like it needs to be more than just me kind of sharing my feelings. I'm not I'm not a share my feelings kind of person. So when I do, it's like, okay, but you know, what's next? Um, and so I just tagged all of them and I'm like, how can we really bring this thing to that next level? Um, and so it was never really meant to be like my focal point, but that's what it's grown into just by sheer volume. Um, and so today what that looks like, you know, is, of course, the audience of over 100,000 membership. We recently launched it, and we're very close to 100 members um, within the last three weeks. Um, we have chapters that are sprouting up all over the U.S. I just went um, and helped launch the one in New Orleans, Charlotte, um, after the Black Enterprise um, Conference. And then we also have a major conference coming up in November, November 8th and 9th, um, two days Um, in Silver Spring, Maryland, Um, over 25 speakers, lots of amazing people that have well over a million in followership. Um, Lots of them have scaled their businesses to over $750,000 and are flying in from all over. One person's coming in from Australia. I'm so excited about her. Atlanta, um, all sorts of places. But, you know, the the major thing about um, the business babes is really like the relationship building. Because if I don't know someone personally, I know somebody that knows somebody that, you know, can help a sister out and help, you know, that person kind of get to that next level. It's so crazy because she mentioned Courtney Richardson. Courtney will be at the conference as well. But like literally, you know, Courtney's helped me through a lot just working for the city um, and being in taxes and things like or not um, being in, of course, investments and things. Yeah. Before I go to something. Hey, Courtney, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Oh, don't put your money. Okay, great. Or she won't say don't put your money there, but she will give me, you know, like these are the things that, you know, you should look out for. Yep. Um, So we don't use our relationships. 
um, as well as we need to because we don't like the backlash that comes along with, you know, some of it sometimes. Oh, well, I helped her. Oh, well, I told her. You know, that's going to come regardless. Um, but we do need each other and we do need relationships to kind of get to those next level. And so to get to those next levels. And I um, appreciate being the plug for a lot of people. I like that role. Um, and I'm hoping to just help, you know, kind of just increase that as the years go by. Awesome. Awesome. That's, um, yeah, I, I like what you said about the relationship piece, mm -hmm. um, because I think that it's so important for us to really begin to make that shift mm -hmm. um, into growing and building relationships. A lot of the people that are in this room are as a result of relationships. And I think the part that we struggle with is asking. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? I mm -hmm. didn't really know you. Mm -hmm. I've sent you a message. I said, Yolanda, can you come? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Right. It's just all about it's really about the ask. And I think that that's something that we have to get beyond yeah. if we're going to build real, genuine, authentic relationships that are reciprocal. Right. Yeah. yeah. That are reciprocal. Keyword. Right? <laughs> Keyword. That are reciprocal. Right. It's mm -hmm. not that it's going to just benefit you and you're not just going to benefit me, but that they are reciprocal. And that's how we begin to grow and transform and empower women to go to the next level, both in their business and in their life. So yeah. I want to thank you so much for coming out and talking to us today on the Mom Your Business podcast. It yeah. has been my pleasure. Tell us how we can follow you on social media. Wow. So my personal Instagram is at Business Babes. The um, Business Babe page is at the Business Babes um, online. We're Business Babes online. Online.com, and then we just launched bbdigitalonline.com, which is a um, DIY do-it-yourself web-based um, application where you can build your own websites for as low as seven dollars a month. Um, and you know, we have an Instagram growth tool and some other things there that can help you grow your businesses online. Awesome. Thank you. Will you thank you, Hingda? Thank you, Yolanda, for being thank here. You thank for you so much, me. Yolanda. <laughs> Um, any questions from the audience before I uh, let this wrap this thing up? I see a couple hands. Let's um, so my ex was from here. Yeah, so I, it was just really kind of getting married and trying to figure out. Um, and then, too, he was an attorney. Um, so um, he was already licensed here. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. Let's go to Philly. No, <laughs> no, no, no. And I think Gee, I thank you, yeah. <laughs> you know, I came here. I came here twice before actually like moving, and it was all in Center City. So then, you know, yeah, I got to West Philly, and it was like, whoa, okay, this is this is what Will Smith was talking about in the Fresh Prince. Yeah, it's a little rough, <laughs> but I love Philly now. Philly's been good to me. Mm -hmm. um, so it's $10 a month this, um, and we teach different things. So this month is really on building your audience online um, and how you, you know, kind of start to finish what that looks like. Um, and it's not just Instagram, but it's Facebook, your email list, all of those things. And then there's also your first $1,000. So how to create that ebook that is going to help you um, kind of scale to $1,000 because a lot of people are like, oh, I can do this. I'm going to Google it. I, you know, just saw somebody do a live about it and then they launch and it's like, okay, nobody's buying. Why aren't they buying? Um, so we, you know, kind of make the system 
put the system there um, for people to do that. And then um, there's like a setup fee that comes with like a cool T-shirt or you can choose to have the handbook. Um, but, you know, just really easy. Um, and then also an online forum where you can connect with other women from all across the U.S., um, Canada, Australia and Nigeria um, because we are international now. Thank <laughs> praise them. Uh, and um yeah, and so that's what it looks like. It's very um, just like I'm easy, and I enjoy just, you know, having real conversations with people. There's no pomp and circumstance. I know a lot of people in empowerment are, you know, well, you have to do it this way. Don't refer to me like this. I don't do DMs. I've made a lot of money in DMs. You can DM me and ask me a question. You can DM me and ask me for um, a link and, and those things, and that's the feel that I really wanted to bring to Business Babes. It was rough, um, to say the least, because you know a lot of hair stylists, they wanna work for somebody that has a name and somebody that they can learn from. And so for me, I had to figure out, okay, how do I give them that without actually being that? And um, it was a lot of money up front. So you know, if I need to have them learn how to do lace closures who can i get in here to teach them you know how to do lace closures if you know there's some sort of deficiency then what is it that i as a leader can do to help fill you know those roles and so a lot of times it was um really kind of tapping into some people because some people <laughs> um when you tell people that you know you're going to offer a service at a fraction of what they do um, a lot of times they want to demonize you um, or they get upset or, you know, there were a lot of things that were said about me to people that had never, ever said anything to me because, you know, I kind of brought that to a space that didn't have that. Um, but there were some people here that after um, having conversations with them, um, they understood it and they were confident in their clientele and in themselves where they were just like okay you can do whatever you want to do over here like it's not going to affect my business because my clients love me you know my reputation is what it is um and and that's it um and so a lot of times it was a lot of that it was a lot of traveling and just trying to figure out what is it that I can do um as an employer that makes this attractive to certain people and so just really kind of sharing my story um and showing them like okay this is how you can do certain things so when i you know help somebody get their first home like that was a milestone like that means more to me than a lot of things when i help them you know be able to afford a car and to do all these things and so when you see them eating and you know and they're cashing checks that are you know that rival what this salon over here is doing and that you know is more than this and when they have you know 30 clients because of the way that we're able to market and this person over here you know they might have 10 for the week uh, okay you know, that, that's easy. That kind of speaks for itself. Um, and so, but it took a lot to just kind of get there and a lot of like, okay, well, maybe I should have done this. Maybe, you know, and now I hire a lot more for like integrity, um, ability to learn, um, honesty, you know, and, and professionalism and all of that versus like in the beginning, I just wanted somebody, if you could slay a weave, like come work for me. Um, but from a leadership perspective, when you have a team that is a large team, that energy needs to be right every day. And they need to keep that energy the same every single day because a lot of times, and I literally just faced this, um, when they're dealing with, you know, baby daddy issues and all of these things, like you have to be able to turn that off and not always bring that inside and allow that to hinder your relationship with your coworkers and, and all of that. Um, and so, you know, it was just a, a leadership 
uh, I guess, a class in leadership, and it's still ongoing for me. Um, and I read a lot. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. It's I do that every day. It's a whole lot of, um, you know, just just me Googling, like, okay, well, how did so-and-so get over these things? Reading a lot of bio biographies of other entrepreneurs, um, working and just identifying other women that have the same types of issues that I have and learning like, okay, what is it that we do? Um, I don't know if y'all know Zakia. She has a line here called FBF Fitness, but we were at the Black Enterprise Conference together and we took a class on leadership. And it was really, you know, how do you kind of help transform your team? Because a lot of times, you know, you have people that want to be a boss too. And so then they want to compete with you and it's like, okay, well, their personal business takes precedence over your now business that is paying them. No, no, <laughs> it's not what we do here. But, you know, as an, as an entrepreneur, you have to respect that part. But, you know, how do you manage people like that? Um, so it's an ongoing education of just what that looks like. And you have to build yourself up too because people aren't going to just follow anybody. They want to follow, you know, somebody that's moving, somebody that's progressive, somebody that they feel like, you know, is doing it. Um, and so sometimes it's all in how you kind of, you know, just um, convey yourself, your dreams, your aspirations, um, and how you, you know, show up every single day. What's the last book you read? <sighs> um, <laughs> um, it, it, it's like a, it was a relationship book. Ooh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> Well, what's the last business that you uh, Oh, okay. I was about to say, I'm, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm in a really, I know, I know. I'm in a really good place, right? So it was, it was one of those kind of books. Um, so this year, I actually um, just finished. It, it's a, um, I did like this 30-day um, empowerment thing where I don't do anything but listen to um, things that kind of feed my spirit. And so in the last 30 days, I have not read anything but I have 30 podcasts and then I have title so title has like a playlist of everything so right now everything that um, I'm reading is uh, or everything that is on my um yep is like sales based okay. um and a whole lot of of course like scriptures and things like that but Seth Godin startup school oh, I love that mm-hmm <laughs> Um, JD entrepreneurs on fire. I love that because he talks to different entrepreneurs and he asks them the same questions, but you know, I learn a lot because he asked them a lot about their mistakes and some of those other things. Um, of course, ET, the secret to success. I listen to some of that. He's very masculine. I don't get all the sports stuff, but like the empowerment stuff, I'm with it. Small business marketing show. And then the side hustle show are, um, definitely some of my favorites. Um, and then on title, a lot of old school, Les Brown. Um, well, yeah, guy back in the day. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting into a lot yeah. more. Uh, um, I have a lot of speaking engagements coming up at the top of 2019. And so I really want to learn, yeah. um, how to command that type of attention. Yeah. Of course, that type of money too. Yeah. Um, and so you always study the teachers. Yeah. Um, so Les Brown, Lisa Nichols, Lisa Nichols uh, uh -huh. and she has a lot of things on YouTube that teaches you how to tell a story yeah. and how to monetize that story and what that looks like. So, I study her a lot. I like that. Um, and then, um, of course, Gary V and Grant Cardone for sales, yeah. sales, sales, sales. Yep, yep. Yeah. 
Excellent, excellent. This is good stuff. I hope y'all are getting this. This is good stuff that Yolanda is doing. Thank you all so Thank much. You. This was so awesome. Thank you so much, Yolanda. Thank you. For sharing with the Mommy <laughs> Business Podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.